Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. One of the most beautiful stories in, in all of the Gospels is this story here, in which we see so many events that take place, so many emotions that take place in the Lord Jesus. But I want to comment on one of the lines that, in which they came and they told the Lord Jesus. They said, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. He whom you love is sick. How many of the beloved of the Lord Jesus Christ are sick? And I'm not speaking about physical sickness. Maybe everybody has something going on. Every home has something going on, but the sickness that I'm speaking about is the sickness of the soul and the sickness of the heart. This needs to be the prayer of each and every one of us that as we stand before God, that we would come before God, we would say, Lord, and we would remember the people that are sick in their, in their spirits, that are sick in their souls, that are so broken and we must come before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, he whom you love is sick. What is the sickness? It's the sickness in which somebody feels so tied down by their sadness, so broken, they're so bound by sin. People that are so defeated in such a way in which they feel like they can't continue. How many people do we know are truly sick every day people are coming to the fathers and coming to the servants and say we found another one he or she is sick they're far from God they're wounded in their hearts they have broken homes they have sadness and people are coming and they're saying to the Lord he whom you love is sick how heartbroken was Jesus about those that are sick? This is the only time in which we see, we see the Lord groaned in his spirit. We see the Lord, but in the, in the Bible here, the shortest verse in the whole Bible says, Jesus wept when he knew that Lazarus had died. How close is the heart of Jesus to all of those whom he loves? I think sometimes we might misunderstand the character of Jesus, that Jesus and the, the Lord is so far away when he hears of, of somebody who is, is sad or somebody who is broken, and Jesus says, well, that's what they get. That's what they deserve. They went down that path. They should have known better. That's not the heart of Jesus. This is the heart of Jesus. And often I tell people, as I, as I sit with people, is to rediscover the person of Jesus. Rediscover Christ and see what is the heart of Christ towards those whom he loves that are sick. I wonder sometimes how many times do you feel like Jesus is standing afar off with his hands folded and saying, well, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, you're just going to have to deal with it. No. The heart of Jesus 
is so broken over those that are far. The heart of Jesus was so broken over the Samaritan woman that was living in shame. His heart was so broken over Adam who was living in paradise and is now aware of his nakedness and hiding. His heart is so broken over that. Or Samson who has so much strength and Samson who was such a great judge of Israel and Delilah had fooled him and cut his hair and now Samson is taken captive. This is what makes the heart of the Lord so sad. If you were to look into your heart and to see the sickness of your soul, to say my lack of desire to connect with God, my feeling of rejection, my feeling of shame and brokenness, my feeling of hopelessness because I fought against a sin for so long and it's been five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it's been, and I'm still broken. Jesus weeps over all of those. But he never leaves those people without hope. He never leaves those people without hope. Even to the point of, in this story we see that the, that the Lord Jesus waited until four days of the death of Lazarus. Even to the point where they told him that you're, the one who you love is sick, it says he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Why, Lord? How far was it? You could have gone, it's, it, how many hours walk would it have been or how many uh, kilometers would it have been for you to get there and just pray for him and heal him? And it says the Lord waited two more days. Why, Lord? Why are you waiting two days? And then by the time he gets to Lazarus, it has been four days dead. Like if there was any hope, now there's no hope. The Jews used to believe that the spirit of, of a person who died roams around the, the earth for three days. So even if there was a chance, it would have been within three days, but not four days. Why, Lord? If your heart is so broken over Lazarus, because God wants to tell us that there is no distance that is too far. There is no death that is too deep that the Lord cannot still bring life. And so I'm challenging each and every person today. I want you to look and say, where have you gotten to a point where you say, it's too late? It's stage four. You know, a lot of people when they hear about a diagnosis of cancer and they're waiting, okay, what stage is it? Maybe if it's stage one or stage two and then they come and they say, it's stage four and then everybody lets out a breath saying, okay. But that's not the Lord. The Lord waits until the fourth watch of the morn of the night in which this, the sailors, the, the disciples are sailing and they're waiting and they're struggling in the wind and it's the fourth, not, fourth watch of the night. Like they've struggled all night and the Lord still comes in the fourth watch of the night. And the Lord still comes even on the fourth day. Today is a day of hope in which the Lord comes and he looks to you or those whom you love and whom you've brought before the Lord and they are wrapped and the stone is closed 
and the stink is there and it's too far and Jesus says what? Let's look to see what he says. He says, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Why does God wait four days? Why does God wait till the fourth watch? God often wants you to see the glory of God. Not to see the glory of God always that your sickness will be healed. It's not every time that your sickness will be healed. But the glory of God is seen in how close and how much love is experienced by the one that is suffering. The Christ is there with them in their suffering. The Christ is accompany them in their difficulties. That in the hardest times of your life, when you are at your worst situation, the Christ is there. Christ is there in the fourth watch. Christ is there on the fourth day. Christ is even there standing before the tomb in which the stone is rolled over it and the stench has already started. You are in the deepest death. And he says, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Today is a calling for us to believe. Who is the Jesus that you believe in? Who is the Jesus that you look upon and you say, Lord, even in the fourth watch, you will be there. Even in the fourth day of death, you will be there. It says, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. I read a beautiful reflection that said why the Lord Jesus had to say, Lazarus, come forth. Because if he would have just said, come forth, all of the dead from all of the tombs in the whole world would have risen and come out of their tombs. So he says, Lazarus, come forth. Today the Lord Jesus is looking not just to your lost son, not just to your sick cousin, not just to, but he's looking to you and he's saying you by name. Do you want to be raised? Do you want to experience life today? Do you want to experience a resurrection from your sadness and your brokenness and, and, and your hurt and your pain? Do you want to experience that new life? Then today the Lord Jesus is saying to you by name to come forth. And it says, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth jesus said to them loose him and let him go you see jesus isn't just raising from the dead but he's saying that you would never be tied again that you would never be tied down that you would never be bound by what has brought your death what has kept you de dead that god is saying do you want to be loosed but it's for the person that wants to be loosed. Today, do you want to be loosed from your bondage? From what is bounding you and what is keeping you wrapped for four days in death? For the deepest level of death, do you want to be bound? Then let's stand before the Lord today. 
Today, the Lord Jesus on the altar, as we are praying the liturgy, is breathing life, all liturgy. And he's telling each person by name to come forth from your defeat of sin, from your hopelessness, from your brokenness, from your brokenheartedness, from, from your childhood in which you were wounded in so many ways. Today, the Lord is saying you by name to come forth and to be loosed and to be freed, to no longer live in death. Today, maybe you are brought here by accident. Maybe you came here haven't been to church in a long time, you haven't been standing before God and God is telling you today that no matter how far you have gone, today you can have new life. Today you can have resurrection. Today you can be set forth and freed from your bondage and freed from your death. So many people, you encounter them in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, they're dead. They're so dead. There's so much death and Jesus wants to breathe life into the death that is within us and that is around us. But it needs faith. He says, did I not say that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Today, Jesus is asking you, do you believe? You say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe this much, but I, I, I can't imagine that on the fourth day of my death, that this deep into my death, you can do anything, Lord. Today, the Lord is saying, just believe. Believe, Lord, that in one word, you can loosen me from the bounds of my death and you can give me new life. Today, the Lord Jesus is calling you by name. Don't shut him out of your ears. Don't shut him out of your heart. Let him tell you to come forth and to have a new life. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart, and we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.